Hey guys, it's Misty Buck, president of Miss Inc. And I wanna welcome you back for another Marketing Monday. I have a really special guest today. So I wanna thank you guys for being here. We're gonna talk about mindful marketing. So if you don't know what that is, yes, it's a real thing. And we're gonna talk to you all about it. I am so happy today because my guest is none other than Sandy Scalani. Did I say your last name correct? Okay, she is the executive director over at Mindful Kids Miami. And if you don't know what Mindful Kids Miami is, she will go ahead and explain that to you. She's setting up her watch party right now, things that happen live on air. <laughs> so she's setting up that watch party on her phone. So you can she can check that out as well on Facebook if you are connected with her there. And anyway, so I'm going to go ahead. You can explain what My Kids Miami is. But I've actually been aware of this organization for several years um, before we even had a chance to meet or be or connect. And um, it's they do this amazing, amazing thing with students in Miami and in Miami-Dade County Public Schools and throughout the area where they teach mindfulness to kids. So it's just ridiculously helpful. I've been to one of their gala events with Renee and what they do to help kids learn um, mindfulness. And it's really helping with their stress reduction, right? Like you guys have done yeah. study after study on this. So anyhow, so I want, I'll let her introduce all that. I'm going to stop blabbing away and I'm going to welcome Sandy. Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us about Mindful Kids Miami. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, so Mindful Kids Miami, we bring, our goal is to bring the benefits of mindfulness to all children in South Florida. And we do that through providing mindfulness training to teachers and social workers and adults who are interacting with children on a daily basis. So, um, you know, those programs are anywhere from just one-off workshops to eight, you know, eight week, 14 week type of programs that teach <laughs> teachers how to bring mindfulness into the classroom. And so, yes, yeah, so I'm so happy to be here to talk a little bit about um, mindfulness. Yeah, well, we are super happy to have you. So we're going to talk again about um, about mindfulness and marketing because this is the Marketing Monday yes. show after all, right? So tell us, let's talk a little bit about what mindfulness is. So we're talking about things like um, like stress reduction, but also empathy, about connecting, about being present in the moment and all the benefits of that. So let's talk about that for a second and kind of define, really define what mindfulness is. And then we can jump into how that relates to marketing. Yeah, so mindfulness is used that, you know, that phrase is used a lot these days, um, but it's really about kind of actively paying attention to the present moment mm -hmm. non-judgmentally. Right. And so it's more than just kind of an intellectual process. This is a process that you need kind of mindfulness embodied and you need to be, you know, working on the mindfulness practices and really learning about how to sit in your experience, your internal experience and your external experience in the moment. Right. And I, and the, one of the things that, um, you know, I practice meditation and mindfulness and I'm still getting better at it. I'm not great at it, but I think, um, especially in something in, in like marketing with an agency where it's, you know, you see those descriptions of having a bunch of tabs open in your brain, but also literally that happens. That's where I'm at all day long. So to like really focus in on those things can be, um, can be a challenge. So like I'll use affirmations in the morning to just sort of set my tone for the day and to get my brain right. Um, so I know that, that those are some tools that you can use to achieve that, but, you know, when we're talking about mindfulness, one of the things is sort of being okay with things regardless of the outcome. Right. Right. And so when we're looking at that in terms of, of marketing, you know, people will put a lot of stress into what it has to mean, you know, like what's the outcome and they get totally frazzled by that. And, and so, and part of the mindfulness in marketing is what it's like creating campaigns and just kind of letting things flow. 
Oh, so we're going to dig right into it. We're going to dig right into so, it. Let's jump right into it. You know, I have a, a, I have a lot to say about marketing, uh, mostly because before I was at Mindful Kids, I also was the founder of Project Gold at Christie House. So I, I brought to our community um, a system-wide effort to help kids who are being exploited and trafficked. Mm. And in that process, I had to deal with a lot of media. Um, we were the first program that worked with children who were sexually trafficked. And uh -huh. so everybody wanted to kind of talk to our um, talk to our clients and get the interviews and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So there was uh, I learned a lot about public relations, about media. Right. And as a kind of manager in a nonprofit, you know, there's this kind of tension that we have to walk between how do we do the best for our clients and for the community that we're serving mm -hmm. uh, while also being able to promote what we're doing. Right. Right. And, and promote it in a way that isn't overly sensationalizing Correct. or isn't um, kind of falling to these really, uh, what I think of as like superficial kind of marketing tactics, which is really kind of firing up that amygdala, that fight or flight response, mm -hmm. making people afraid if they don't do this, mm -hmm. that something's going to happen. And a lot of human trafficking awareness campaigns have been that. They've been about, you know, let's kind of put that cute little, like really young white girl out there in chains right. and, and make everybody really um, kind of like overwhelmingly upset about that this could be my kid. And it's mm -hmm. not really an accurate picture. And it really kind of did more harm to the anti-trafficking movement wow. in a way because people's image of what it was, was like the movie Taken, where mm -hmm. kids were getting kidnapped. And if that's not the reality of the situation, how are you really gonna expect people to help, right? So what you're really doing is just triggering this fear, mm -hmm. right? And so I started looking at marketing like that, like what is this marketing? These marketing campaigns are all about kind of um, triggering this in the sense of fear, social rejection, social inclusion, um, and how do we, uh, you know, so in this mindfulness work, how do we go about marketing in a way that's mindful, that's not kind of bent on triggering kind of these worst uncomfortable feelings in right. us to get somebody to buy something, right? Right. Or buy into something. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think sort of that idea of um, one of one of my clients is also is a local nonprofit Riverside House. And what they do, um, I don't know if, you're, if anyone's familiar with them, but what they are basically is a reentry house for people reentering. They're leaving the prison and either they are finishing their sentence out at this reentry facility or there's another circumstance that has led them there. And that sort of has been a challenge as well, right, is, is figuring out how do we craft our messages around there and in a way that's sensitive to the population that we're serving as well. Right. So I think like that becomes another another piece of the puzzle and and focusing on those things. So, all right. So you were at Christie house, right. And you were creating all these, these campaigns and redefining. And so, um, what else did you learn and, and when did you start to think about applying mindfulness into marketing? I mean, it was really right away. It was, you know, as soon as I saw kind of how the media was treating, um, the interviews, the articles, the, you know, and all of the agencies around me that mm -hmm. were kind of putting out these images of kids in cages and things like that. Right. Um, and I could see directly how that impacted people I worked with, you know? Right. And so 
for me, it was, you know, I always kind of took a step back after that. And I, every time somebody wanted to talk to me, interview me, I always, you know, I looked at, well, what's your agenda? Right. You know, what, what are we doing with this? Let's do a little training first. Let's, you know, I want to sensitize people or humanize people to the mm -hmm. clients that we're working with rather than kind of putting them out there as like this voyeuristic, um, you know, drama that, right. they, that they can look at and get attached to in a way where they're looking at this person as the other. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like my life is not so bad because look at that person's life. And, right. you know, I can be a hero if I rescue that person. And mm -hmm. that's not what we want to do. Right. We want to be being mindful means that we're really connecting with people and humanizing all people as, you know, equally deserving, equally right. in this space that we call the world. Um, and in order to do that, we really need to start looking at ourselves mm -hmm. internally, right? So we have these external reactions to things that are happening. And if we just take a pause for a second mm -hmm. and notice how we're feeling inside our mm -hmm. bodies at the moment, a lot of times you see that what you're about to react to is really just your stuff. Right. You know, it's it's this kind of tension in your stomach or I feel nervous or whatever it is, right? right. And so if you're reacting to that stuff, then you're not necessarily reacting in a skillful way, in a mm -hmm. helpful way. You know, you're not reacting in somebody else's best interest, you know. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking mindfully, you say, okay, this is my stuff. I'm afraid. I'm afraid for that person. I'm a I'm afraid for myself or, you know, I'm, this makes me really sad. I don't know, you know, but if you're aware of what's going right. on first, you can become more responsible about how you're reacting or responding, I should say, skillfully to people around you, to the world around you. Right. Right. It changes your behaviors. It changes your actions. It makes you more compassionate, you know, and that's all those benefits you see about mindfulness. Right. You know? Right. So. Yeah. And I find two, a couple of things here. So in this conversation is one that it seems that, um, that, that sometimes people will, they get really scared in their business, especially as a small business yeah. owner. Or, and I saw this a lot this year. Um, and understandably so, by the way, with COVID and with the pandemic and the shifting things and people started panicking because they're like, wow, okay, where do I put my advertising dollars now? How do I protect my business? Yeah. Um, how do I protect my family? And so you start to react in all those different ways. And that sort of can translate into the, into the marketing, whether you're thinking, okay, people just, you know, sort of start and, you know, we see this too, also with the social justice movement, people, it, it invoked a lot of, um, and again, understandably so, but it invoked a lot of fear. Mm -hmm. this year people felt a lot of fear. Yep. So can you kind of talk about, um, using mindfulness techniques to work through that fear as a business owner or, yeah, or the yeah. leading an organization. Mm -hmm. So it's kids, it's extremely hard to promote to market mm -hmm. mindfulness. Right. <laughs> it, just, it really is. Um, and part of the reason is because we want, you know, everyone to experience mindfulness. Mindfulness is a has wonderful benefits. Mm -hmm. You know, it improves your sleep, it reduces anxiety, it reduces depression. Right. You know, it helps you improve your relationships with people. Um, if you're if you're in a classroom, you have better classroom management mm -hmm. uh, because you're mm -hmm. able to like manage your own emotional regulation better. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's so many benefits to mindfulness. But I think a traditional kind of marketing strategy would be 
are you overwhelmed? Are right. you, you know, are you at your wits end? Right. Is life falling apart for you? Right. And <laughs> right. Yeah. And this isn't mindful because what, if you're, if you're doing that in order to kind of engage an emotional response, mm -hmm. what you're doing is you're triggering them, right? You're, you're not being mindful towards them. Right. You're actually triggering discomfort, panic. You're triggering more anxiety mm -hmm. just to get them to feel like they need your program. Mm -hmm. So it's so hard, <laughs> right? Right. To market from mindfulness. Um, but I believe, I really believe that all marketing can benefit from mindfulness, mm. right? So, you know, it's, it's very sad to me. I've been, you know, I've been doing mindfulness uh, practices for 20 years. Wow. Um, I've been a feminist for longer than that. Uh -huh. um, I, you know, it's really sad to me to see how many billions of dollars women are spending on, you know, self-improvement, physical, mm -hmm. like aesthetic mm -hmm. self-improvement, mm -hmm. weight loss, makeup, all right. these things, right? So if you think about those ads are traditionally targeting your innermost insecurities and fears and things like that, mm -hmm. you know, and it's kind of like this base level of marketing, you know, and from an evolutionary standpoint, um, you know, we are not that far from, you know, the hunter gatherer right. tribal place, right, where we were running around in groups of 50. And the thing is, is that you need that kind of you, you social needed the acceptance. Fight or flight, and you needed the fight or flight. And you needed the fight or flight. Right. And what happens is if you don't have that social acceptance, then your tribe kicks you out, leaves you on the savanna or whatever. And then when that happens, you die. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because right, we have a different world now that we live in. Mm -hmm. We don't need to be accepted by our group of 50 people in order just to survive. But the evolution, the body, our body chemistry has not changed much since mm -hmm. then. And so any sense of social rejection and social exclusion actually triggers a biochemical response, a panic response mm -hmm. from us, right? And so a lot of marketing is set up to trigger that. Right. Right? It's true. And then in a sense to manipulate you into buying, mm -hmm. right? In, in order to meet those criteria for being in the social group that you want to be in, mm -hmm. right? So that you're not alone or even they're triggering the sense of feeling like you're going to be alone if you don't do X, Y, Z. Right. right. Um, and that's, you know, to me, I feel like it's highly irresponsible, mm -hmm. but in a, in a world that's kind of driven by profit and they, that formula works. Right. Right. And so the more that we understand that mindfulness as a consumer, would help you to be able to see through that. Right. Right. It would be able to, if you're uh, practicing mindfulness and you're watching all this kind of advertising around you, you're going to be probably more likely to notice, oh, I saw that beautiful woman in that ad. And then all of a sudden I felt shame that I don't feel uh -huh. that, that I don't look that way or, you know, that I'm alone and I don't have a, a partner or, you know, and so, but you'll be able to recognize that mm -hmm. and take a pause and kind of reassess what's true, what's important in your life and things like that. And, um, and I think that's really important as a consumer side, right? As a business side, I think it's really important for businesses to be more mindful in their marketing. Okay. I know that this is a, um, there's a profit <laughs> incentive and I'm, I'm totally aware of that. But what I'm really encouraged by is that I'm seeing more and more marketing around kind of social impact mm -hmm. that has a, that has yes. another 
lends to it, right? Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, th this is like an old example at this point now, right? But the Dove kind of natural beauty right. campaign, that was so innovative and so out of the box for what we had at the time. Right. And they took a huge risk to get out there and say, we're not Photoshopping anybody. Mm -hmm. We're using models of all different sizes. We're showing them in their underwear, mm -hmm. you know, all different colors, no makeup, you know, right. <laughs> they really kind of put it out there and they were just like, you know, you're beautiful as is, you know, and use our product, please. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We get you. <laughs> but, you know, but that kind of marketing worked out really well for them because it responded to this great need that so many women had where we were just kind of constantly bombarded with these images that we have to look a certain way. We have to wear this kind of makeup. We have to, you know, um, be this weight, be this color. Right. And it was so limiting. And so they really kind of tapped into this market. And I'm going to tell you the benefit of doing that is that you're going to end up with a loyal, a loyal consumer base, right. customer base that's going to not only use your product, but it's going to go on shows like this and talk about your ad campaign. Right, right, right. Because, right. It's, because it's really positive, right? So mindful marketing is like good for the business and upholds our social values. Right. And yeah. it, so it's about, it's not like sort of combining helping people feel uplifted rather than fear, like that fear, right. that stress um, tactic. So I love that. So can you share some examples over at Mindful Kids Miami of how you guys implement that practice in your own marketing? Like, so what kind of messages are you looking at? What are you, um, how are you applying this over there? Uh, well, especially now with COVID, we've done a lot of, you know, we've responded to the community. We did some uh, surveys to see mm -hmm. kind of, you know, if they're not kind of joining up for our programs, you know, what that's about, like trying to get right. to know them better. Right. And so we've opened up a lot more options for people because, you know, a lot of people are struggling. A lot of people are out of work. You mm -hmm. know, one of our target groups is teachers and teachers are completely overwhelmed right now. You know, they're mm -hmm. teaching online. They're teaching from the school they you know they're in and out of school they have to quarantine i mean it, and they're right. taking care of their own kids at home i mean it's right now our heart really goes out to all those teachers and social workers and healthcare providers that are working you know triple time but we've we have focused on just kind of giving a gift back to the community really mm -hmm. at this point um you know our enrollment is of course naturally down a little bit like everybody's seeing the hit of, of right COVID. i think a lot of people are but at the same time, we're using this opportunity to reach out and really kind of try to pull the community in. We have free workshops running on a weekly basis. Anybody can just jump, jump right in and come and join us. Um, and, and we're giving like scholarships and discounts mm -hmm. on our programs and really trying wow. to just be there any way we can. You know, all of our programs move from in-person to online. You know, so we've done everything we can just to make ourselves available because really that's the mindful thing to do in this right. moment you know right and um and then we rely on just the generosity of you know the people who are in a position to be able to help us donors you know grants and things like that to keep us going mm -hmm. so. yeah i think that i love that and so how can people um um sorry i just like saw a comment on the screen someone's asking if you're someone's sister-in-law <laughs> yes i am Whoa. shout out to jen 
So there you go. There's your answer, Brenda. Yeah. <laughs> so um, anyways, so and I want to say hi. I have a couple of people watching as well. Chelsea, Lauren, thank you guys for joining in and, and tuning in today, checking out our show. I know you guys love this topic of mindfulness. So thanks for being here. So, um, all right. So we're talking about, um, you know, mindfulness and we're talking about programs that you guys have sort of shifted. How can people um, get those programs? Like, how can they, if they say, oh, you know, I want to learn more about mindfulness and I'm interested in some of these courses that you guys offer, how do I get involved? Like, where do they go for that? Oh, that's easy. Just go to our website, sign up for our newsletter. Um, the, the website is www.mindfulkidsmiami.org. Very simple. Mindfulkidsmiami.org. O-R-G. Did I say that correctly? I don't even know. Org. It's Monday, guys. What do you want from me? <laughs> so, all right. So let's talk about if um, and if someone is watching this, right? And, and I've talked a lot in the past on this show and even in, in my own stuff that we do with marketing over at MySync and in trends and things that are happening. We talk a lot about this idea of, of empathetic marketing along the lines of the social impact that you were talking about of being um, just really humanizing your brand and less about selling and less about these scare tactics like Sandy's talking about and more about just that human connection. Right. So like, how can I have a few questions for you? But the first one is like, how can a business owner begin to think about their message in a way that matches that? Like, so what like what's a, like one or two things that they should be considering in their marketing right now to be more mindful in their marketing approach? Oh, wow. You know what? I'm going to use an example from my friend, um, Sean Wrench, who, who just recently, not too long ago, started a kind of wellness coaching and keto coaching. OK. Uh, program, but he did it because he experienced such great success doing the program himself mm -hmm. and he wanted to give back. And so, and he, so he gets on his uh, group, you know, it's the keto jumpstart group and okay. he gets on and he does all these live videos and he's, he is this authentic person, mm -hmm. right? Like he's even said, he's gotten advice from other marketers that, you know, to kind of be a certain way right right when you're on there and and he's just kind of like said f it you know i drop f bombs i talk <laughs> about this or that i'm kind of quirky right and right he, he said as soon as he really embraced his authenticity and his the humanity of who he is mm -hmm. like in a, as a public person right um his group exploded he's got like three thousand people oh my in gosh group now and it really works. And he said, you know, he's been given advice not to give away all your products for free. And he gets on and he just gives away tons of stuff. He's right. constantly giving, giving, giving back to the community and talking about how much he loves the community, right? And right. how much he wants to help people <clears throat> because he genuinely does. And people respond to that. Mm -hmm. I think that one of the kind of disservices we do when we're in business mm -hmm. is really just kind of underestimating your consumers, uh, underestimating yes. your clients yes. um, and really just kind of feeling like maybe you can trick them into buying something or maybe if you only give them, you know, one thing and then you start spamming them with all of this, you know, that funnel, right? You give them right. the, the one lead magnet and then you start spamming them like crazy to buy the 1500 package. Right. You know, the thing that you're underestimating is that 
you can give away a ton of stuff and people will still buy from you right because now they trust you they love that you've given this much right. they want to give back to you they feel like you deserve it mm -hmm. you know and so there's a whole different kind of business model that for marketing that mm -hmm. i think that we need to explore as and it's more about kind of community how can we be in community with each other right and support each other right yeah and i'm definitely seeing that that trend um emerging but but it's what people are hungry for i mean you know we have you know especially with the social media and everything looking like it has to be perfect in a certain way and we have all these you know buy from us messages and people are, are hungry for and again, I think this year really propelled that transformation even more because we sort of were all forced to slow down and think like, okay, well, like what's really going on in my life? What's really important to me? You know, I, th I think we were all found ourselves or most of us found ourselves in that position with at least some time for that reflection. And mm -hmm. so I find that, you know, people are really, they're even hungrier for that, for that connection. Like no one wants to say, hey, buy from me. They want to hear, you know, who you are, what you're doing, mm -hmm. And again, you've probably heard me say this guys a million times, but people do business with people that they like, and you know, you cannot yeah. be able to serve every single person. So when you worry about creating a brand and a message that serves every single person, you're sort of missing the mark and you're not being authentic to who you are. And there's this energetic thing that happens and people will just be attracted to you from that authenticity. Mm -hmm. So I love that, that example about your friend with the keto group. I mean, that's, that's the perfect example, yeah. I think of, of this and, and how to, how to do that and also showing like what are you doing in your community what are you doing to support other people and yeah. people they really vibe with that yeah they really love that too when they see you out in the community doing work um some of the things that we're looking at doing you know we we have a very small staff right so, you know well you guys are fairly new still right like what like six years five how many years have you guys been around yeah like we've been very active for six years okay. yeah so um, so we have a very small staff and, you know, limited um, ability to kind right. of run these great marketing committees. But if, you know, ideally the way that the direction we want to be going is doing more of the live stuff, you know, mm -hmm. the Facebook live, really engaging in conversation with our, with our, you know, base you know, right. and, and engaging people. And I really want to start doing more of that. We have um, a couple of high school interns lined up for next semester awesome. after break. and. One of the things that we want to work with them on is having them go through a mindfulness program and then mm -hmm. doing like a vlog where they're kind of talking Love about it. their day, right. you know, doing this mindfulness practice every day and then talking about kind of, you know, what that looks like, how that's changing them over the t over a course of time. Mm -hmm. So I thought that that would be something really engaging. I love that. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to look for that. I'm on your list. I'm going to keep an eye <laughs> out for that because I think that that's, and I think we could all stand for that. I mean, even if I know you guys work with kids, but if you wanted to do a mindfulness practice for business owners, I mean, sign me up. So. Yeah, yeah. Our, <laughs> and our name is Mindful Kids Miami, but right. we, most of our programs are geared towards adults because we want to create cultures of mindfulness around mm -hmm. children. So that's that's the idea behind the name. So don't be frightened by the name. We also give programs for kids and right. teens as well. Right. But um but we definitely work a lot with community. So and any community members can join. Anybody can join up to our programs. You'll see them all on our website. I love it. So okay, I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> like I haven't done this already in this past segment. But anyways, I'm gonna put you a little bit on the spot. Can you do is there a mindfulness exercise that we can do right now live on air and teach people really quickly? I don't know if it's a breathing exercise, or maybe there's something else that you have in mind that we can kind of give people a tool today talking about giving things away for free, right? So oh my gosh. is there like maybe yeah, like, like a breathing or something that like, like when you're saying in those moments when people are feeling panicked, and they want to you know, figure out what that response is all about and slow down and take a pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Okay, so full confession, I am not a trained <laughs> teacher of meditation. So okay. technically, I can't guide you through right. a meditative practice. Um, okay. So that said, I've been doing it for 20 years. And one of the kind of micro practices that I've done repeatedly mm -hmm. whenever I feel kind of like a little frazzled or you know I do count I do counting exercises okay. so that helps you get to your attention and it's um it's and it's actually a little bit challenging enough so that you have to pay attention to it when you do it okay so it's like one two three four five four three two one two three, four. So you don't, you don't duplicate the ends. Okay. You just kind of, and you breathe with each of the numbers. Okay. Right. So you're like one breathing in, two breathing out. Okay. Three breathing in, four breathing out, five breathing in, four breathing out, three breathing in, two breathing out, one breathing in, two breathing out. Okay. So if you oh, try I feel that, more relaxed already. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you know, and it's something that I feel, you know, as a micro practice, it's so easy just to kind of come back to that. Right. And you have to pay attention to it because you'll just lose your place with the numbers and the breathing. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Another one that I, um, that I really like you, I'm sure you've heard of it. It's pretty popular is the five, four, three, two, one method. That's another good one that I use for grounding in the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, are you familiar with? Go that, ahead. You can explain that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that one is that one. I, I, it's again, something I did not make this up. <laughs> it's something that, and I'm not trained or anything like that. It's just something fun that, um, that I like to use when things are crazy. So you're basically what you're doing is you're using your five senses, um, to come back, um, to like the present moment. So same thing. If you're feeling frazzled, mm -hmm. this is a really, that, that was a perfect example of something that you can do. If you feel like you need grounding or, um, I've used this with anxiety because anxiety mm -hmm. is something that I have had issues with. So, um, basically what you do is you sit and you say, okay, it's, um, it goes, it's five things you can see. So you look for five things you can see four things that you can touch. Um, I think it's three things that you can hear, two things you can smell, and one things that you can taste. And then yes. that is basically your practice of bringing you, boom, right back in the moment yeah. in the present space of where things are when you feel like the floor just might be taken out from underneath you, right? Yeah, so. and that's very common in therapy. They use that in therapy mm -hmm. a lot. Um, uh, one of the very common ones that goes with the mindfulness-based stress reduction program, which is one of our signature programs, is this like the three minute breathing space. Okay. Right. So that's just basically about something has happened, mm -hmm. right? And and maybe some somebody is kind of confronting you or okay. you know, whatever, um, or just kind of being rude. And our initial response is to kind of just, you know, get defensive or or lash out or or react to that, right? Because mm -hmm. but what's really going on is something's going on inside your body. Right. Right. Like that happens and it's kind of activating, 
your fight or flight or whatever response. And so you're feeling it in your gut. You're feeling it in your throat. I don't know. Everybody's got a different place where they feel it. Mm -hmm. um, so the three-minute breathing space is really stop. So consciously stop. Don't react right away. Okay. And you're going to take three minutes. You're going to check in, right, to what's going on. Mm -hmm. You're going to, like, kind of do a quick scan of your body. Like, where is this showing up for me right now? Okay. You know? Then you're going to do a quick scan of like how you're what you're thinking. Okay. Right? So, so a scan of your body, a scan of what you're thinking. Yeah, because a lot of times that thought process becomes like this kind of self-defeating rumination or you're making assumptions about this person uh -huh. that you know you know nothing about this person and clearly then you're like he's an a-hole and this and that, right, right? Right. So you don't really know what's going on with that person, right? Mm -hmm. And as soon as you kind of and then you breathe Okay, you, you take a you take a few breaths and you focus on your breath. When you're done with that, a lot of times it's kind of shifted your perspective on the situation. Mm -hmm. And now you can see you're reacting to this uncomfortable feeling that you're having in your body mm -hmm. that you want to go away. And so if right. you can sit with it for a second, it's going to pass. You don't have to like lash back out at somebody for it to go away. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's what that's about. And then when you think, you know, you realize that your thoughts are really just what's coming through your filter of experience. Mm -hmm. And you don't really know this person. It really has nothing to do with you. And it probably has everything to do with the fact that that person just lost their, their one of their parents like this week or, you know, some other thing that it, it doesn't even matter. Right. Right. Because they're having a crappy day and they're taking it out on you, but you don't have to react to that. Mm -hmm. Right. You don't have to kind of jump into the drama, right? And so right. that's a really helpful practice that really requires you just to pause. And right. it's three minutes. Right. right. Like, we can take three minutes, <laughs> right? Yeah. We can take three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I'll be like, okay, I'm going to excuse myself to the restroom or whatever it is to give myself that time. So I love that exercise. Yeah. I love that because it, it does happen. You'll notice that in your body it has a response. Mm -hmm. And I think once you start to get to know yourself better, you'll understand what those those responses feel like so i love that you guys and i know in, in your programs you probably do way more deep diving into that and teaching all mm -hmm. those things and and how to do that so i really i really really love that so all right so um i don't even know how long we've been on the air here but <laughs> how much time we have there's somebody else coming underneath us but um all right so what are some i i know we've touched on so many things today is there anything that we haven't touched on yet that you want to you want everybody to know business owners consumers the community oh my gosh no just, <laughs> just join <laughs> us join us join us if you're you know seriously we are you know our faculty that teach these programs are really doing it out of the kindness of their hearts and especially the the free workshops that we have on a weekly basis we're not paying people to teach those. Right. They're doing them because they really care about the community and that they want to, you know, just give openly and help people to get through this COVID situation. And so mindfulness doesn't always seem easy. You know, people think it's just about calming down. Right. Um, calming down is a nice side effect that many people get, mm -hmm. but that's not necessarily the goal. Right. And sometimes it feels like work especially if you're signing up for an eight week program, right? But, but I promise you on the other end of that, mm -hmm. um, your life becomes transformed because you have a completely different way of 
looking at the world and looking at the people around you. Right. You know, if you're, um, and like I said, I've been doing mindfulness 20 years. Right. I started mindfulness back before I was, before I started working with children who were sexually trafficked. And if you can imagine that population is high trauma, high stress, very challenging, right. you know, um, the rates of burnout when you're in a social worker working with kids who have been experiencing trauma are extremely high. The rates of burnout for teachers, especially right now, probably also very high. Right. What happens when you're burned out? You get compassion fatigue. Okay. That's mm. like, and like compassion so if, fatigue. So like if that. you're not burning out and just kind of leaving your job, then you're getting compassion fatigue, which means that you are not as empathetic, as compassionate, mm. as engaging with your clients. Um, you're more just kind of living at this basic level of stress, chronic stress. Mm -hmm. And of course, we know what chronic stress does to the body, right? right? Chronic stress, shooting out all that cortisol, you're, you're going to gain weight, you're not going to eat mindfully anymore. You know, you're yeah. going to reach for your comfort food, you're going to kind of curl up in your little ball and not want to do anything, not reach for those exercise and all those things that help and it kind of is this downward spiral right oh yeah it so, can have total crazy if you don't know understand yeah. if you've never looked into the long-term effects of stress on your body um in addition to these things that sandy just mentioned look into it it's it's astounding and i'm pretty willing to bet most of you out there have been to a doctor and they're like oh your problem is that you're stressed right like yeah. the symptom presents itself as a yeah. way of all that built up yeah but it doesn't always seem easy right people right. take one they take yoga sometimes or they go to right. one meditation and they think it's going to like transform their right. whole life it's a discipline for but it's, sure it is it's a practice you know yes. your, your mind is a muscle it needs to be practiced but once you start doing something regularly even if it's 10 minutes every morning mm -hmm. you know you're going to start noticing changes and you're mm -hmm. going to be able to you know my life feels so much easier now even though it's not that the circumstances is that like life got better right? right it's actually just that i'm better able to cope with the things that are coming into my life and i love that right. i think that it, you know as, as an individual as a business owner however you define yourself challenges are inescapable emotions are inescapable and so these are things that if you can learn how to use a practice um and, and implement, I should say, a practice like mindfulness, because it's not like it's a course you even take for eight weeks and then you're you're cured forever. It's it's an ongoing process, right? Like you have to continue to work at it. So um, I think you explained that so well today. So thank yeah. you so much for taking the time to being here. So again, so it's mindfulkidsmiami.org or mind is yeah. it, mm -hmm. is it okay, mindfulkidsmiami.org. And if you have any, you want to sign up for, you have your newsletter sign up list there, right? So yep, people can yep. find out about your classes and everything that you guys are offering. Um, all right. So we're in a holiday season. It's an odd holiday season, but it's still a holiday season. There's still some stress going on. So let's close out today with one thing that you would say about sort of um, being mindful uh, moving forward through the rest of the year and going into next year. Oh, because <laughs> we're coming through this holiday season yeah well one don't expect that you know january 1st everything's going to be like rosy <laughs> right so that's, that's not the that's not the reality um you know but as we're going through this holiday season i know that people have been really struggling and i know that you know that people are um have family that aren't there mm -hmm. right so it's really important to practice self-care more than ever right right if christmas isn't as 
fruitful as it is every year, that's okay. You know, mm -hmm. if it's not as many people around you this year, um, you know, the experience that you have right now is what's, you know, meant to be here right now. And so we need to just look at that and just kind of be, we need to be able to be okay mm -hmm. with the experience in the moment as, as it is right now and just be grateful for what we have, mm -hmm. you know, and what, and, you know, health uh, or children or whatever, right. you know, whatever it is that, that you have, because we're all struggling in some, in some way. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, and just hopefully people will understand that we're in this together. Okay. Um, so reach out, you know, contact us, even if you need somebody to talk to really, you know, and come to our, our weekly sessions and there'll be people there to kind of help get you through this. Oh, I love that. So there you go, guys. You can go check them out. Make sure you check out their weekly sessions. Um, again, I, I like to say mindfulness and meditation. It's not an emergency button that you that you hit when things are going wrong. Or I think you've referred to before. It's not. It's not a magic pill, but it's something that if you put forth and you work towards, you will really reap um, long term benefits for it. So I want to thank Sandy so much for being here today. I could talk about this forever. In case you guys haven't noticed, there's so much many more questions that I have, but I don't know how much time we have today. So I don't want to hog up the studio, but I want to thank Sandy for being here again. And I want to thank everyone for being here. We'll be back next week. We're going to talk about um, PR and media relations and what, what that's like these days. And um, so stay tuned for that marketing Monday next week. And again, I'm Misty Buck with uh, Miss Inc. This is Sandy Scalini. She's the executive uh, director of Mindful Kids Miami. And we want to thank you guys for being here and I will see you next week. Make it a great one.